This is Travis Valman from the Old Terrace Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. Let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Episode 2, Season 2 of the Old Terps Podcast, brought to you by one of your hosts, Mr. Andrew Terrell himself. Travis Valma's here. I just came from the New York Giants football game. We are terrible, and we should be tanking, but we're not. But I'm here on the pod. Um, Maryland basketball. I don't know. In, in Asheville, North Carolina, it looked like we were tanking too. But hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. So wow. I'll, I'll let you guys speak. Mm. Well, we got Reese Mona here as well. Travis has a hideous Giants jersey on, but I can't speak much because I'm a Washington Commanders fan. But Jeez, that and the Terps struggling lately, but uh, pass it over to Kev. Yeah, Kevin Herter here. We'll uh, we'll jump into it. Ugly start for a lot of teams that we all root for. I think we tank. <laughs> do we do we get do we get the best draft pick in the Big Ten next year if, if we tank? I mean, guys, if if there was an ugly meter, let's just say I'm the best looking and Kev's the worst. We're down by Kevin right now. It's getting <laughs> beyond. Yeah, it's, it's we, been what tough. What are we doing, though? So, so here's my question for you guys. When you have a team that shoots as poorly as we do, is that, I mean, you know, and I've got one, one big view here. You're either a good shooter or you're not. You know, you don't teach good shooting. So what do you do? All right, so this is this is funny. I I asked I asked the other two guys, Drew, how many teams off the top of your head are there in Division One men's college basketball? Three fifty. Three fifty one. You're you're well done. You're close. And you watched a lot of college basketball. He watched a lot of college basketball for, <laughs> for a lot of seasons. That's a lot of college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> he's seen he's seen all three hundred fifty one play. In case anybody's wondering. Um, what if you had to guess what number what what are what are we ranked in three point percentage out of out of those three fifty one? If you had to guess off the top of your head, if if I just had to guess, I'd say ninety five. Because because we, <laughs> because we at least have we have you know we're at least in, in the Big Ten. That's funny. That's that's you, we might be ninety eighth in the Big Ten. Anybody? Any other guesses here? Just you know for because it's not ninety eighth. I got sub two fifty. Sub 250 is correct. Reese, what do you think? I would say 200. Okay, 200. Fellas, we are 348th in the country in three-point shooting percentage. At There's 21, at, 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 a, at a whopping 21.4%. Let me, let me just repeat. So just in case anybody didn't hear, we are 348th in the Division I men's basketball out of 351 at 21.4% from three-point percentage. Six for 30. No, no, that's wrong. Excuse me. 30 for 140 on the season. <laughs> big, big believer. You got you to gotta get the ball in the hoop to, to win games. <laughs> I'm a huge believer in it, fellas. I, so what does that mean for us? Like, do you think percentages even out? And like, because we are not that bad of a shooting team. Like, we might be bad. But 348, come on. You, do you think anything levels off or is this it? I think it'll level off a little bit. I don't think it's we're going to be the best shooting team in the Big Ten. I think we will be bottom four probably with Indiana. But I was looking at today, 
Travis, myself, Andrew, uh, we're not the best shooters. We weren't known as shooters. I think we were fine. Hustle but guys. Drew had what? hustle guys. Drew had six attempts. He knocked down one. <laughs> Drew was not a hustle guy. <laughs> Drew was not a hustle guy. What are we talking about? All right, I'm going to talk about Drew. You shot six threes in games. Cold, Chill out. Right off the bench. and he, <laughs> and he knocked this? down one. Hold on, I shot six, made two. Trav shot five, made three. I'm a Deshaun better shooter Harris, than Travis. Deshaun Harris Smith has shot 18 threes. Guess <laughs> how many he's made? Please, God, be more than three. I hope it's like six at least, or four or five. Uno. Oh my gosh. So here, here's here's. Here, here's something for you guys. Do you remember the Purdue team that was one of the best teams in the Big Ten when they had uh, Isaac Hawes and stuff like that, P.J. Dakota, Vince Edwards, uh, Carson Edwards, etc.? They didn't have right. a guy on the floor that shot under 40% from triple land. I mean, fellas, we've got our, our second – Second best shooter on the team. He's he's one for eighteen. What do we do? Uh, so I, I think there's. Go ahead, I think there's a, there's like a. For me, it's not it's not all. I mean, it, there's a lot of negative. I the issue with our team right now is like, the guys who are supposed to be making shots are not making shots. Like I don't think it's fair. Obviously, we're not expecting Julian Reese to make shots. I think it's going to level out for Jameer. Jordan was not brought to Maryland to make threes. Dante Scott's been a very average shooter. I think he'll level off somewhat. The biggest issue is definitely for the amount of minutes that Deshaun is playing, you need more shot making from him. Jamie's gotten off to a slow start. We even saw in Asheville they're trying to play Noah more. The issue is the guys who are supposed to be making shots are not. The only thing I will say about that is two of those guys are freshmen. All right, There, There is a jump to college basketball that needs to be taken into account. These guys were... Jamie was a good shooter in high school. Deshaun was a scorer in high school. So I think that those guys will come along. Noah hasn't gotten a lot of minutes throughout his college career. So I think similarly, he just got to get his legs under him. So I think some of these guys that we expect to carry the load for shooting threes, we just need them to, to come along. And I think the likes of Dante was year five, Jameer was year five. Like those guys are going to level off. But if you're getting nothing out of out of Deshaun, you're getting nothing out of Jamie and, and nothing out of the limited minutes that Noah is playing like you see what the result is i will i will say that and this is something that you know as a fan obviously like we've been hearing a ton about deshaun and jamie and 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 the offseason and how you know they're supposed to you know carry the load and and and, and be you know big time contributors i think there's something to be said for it and this is something i think all four of us went through probably kev less than the rest of us but like there is a transition when you get to college in terms of shot making right like the three-point line is further back than you shot it from high school. You have to get your shot off quicker than you did in high school because guys are closing out, and you have to be able to, you know, come off a screen and make a shot and 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 be able to shoot off the move. And that's something that, you know, I think coming in, we expected a lot of these new guys to be, you know, we we had to replace a lot. Like Hakeem Hart played a lot of minutes, we had to replace him. Ian Martinez is a guy we haven't talked about a lot, but he played a lot of minutes, had to replace him. And I think we expected these freshmen to come in and kind of just immediately replace these guys and it's you know you guys all know like it is there is an adjustment there in terms of shooting the ball from distance as a, as a freshman and I, I think someone similar you're gonna see like Deshaun that his game isn't at all a spitting image of Daryl but 
you know, Daryl came to Maryland. He was known as as a driver, a a physical, athletic driver. Gets to the rim, and then over his four whatever three or four years that he was at Maryland, you saw a shot come along. He hits a game winning, a huge game winning shot at Minnesota. Like his shot came along, but he didn't come into Maryland shooting the ball. I think Deshaun's a similar profile, even though he's more of a guard than Daryl was. Where Deshaun's game is getting to the rim, a physical, athletic guard who can get downhill. All he's got to do is be able to keep us honest. Deshaun is never going to shoot 40% in his college career. And if he does, he's going to be a top 10 pick. But like you just you need something out of him just to keep them honest. And I think I think it will come along. I think for Deshaun and Jamie, it absolutely will too. And I think like Travis mentioned, for guys coming in, I mean, Anthony Cowan started out freshman year and could not find his three ball early on. And then you saw throughout his career how he really just started to find it. So like you guys said, freshman year, it's tough. I do think the numbers will even out. I would like to see by the end of the year we're in the top two hundreds, but right now we're sitting at three hundred forty. On, on that note, on that note, guess guess what Daryl shot his freshman year? Just 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 for fun, seventeen seventeen percent. Anybody else? Because that's wrong. That's wrong. Anybody else? Twenty. No, that's that's wrong. Daryl shot twelve percent from three his freshman year, <laughs> and that's just like like. Straight up, and then by by his, his, his last right year, no, no but <laughs> we we love Daryl, we love Darryl. we love Daryl, but he by his, his last year he was shooting thirty five percent, and like you guys saw what he did at Marquette last year, like he was like on the scouting report, it was close out or he will make shots, like yeah. he came a long way. We obviously saw him put the work in, so I do think there's something to be said for like let these guys get a chance to get their feet under them and work on it, and they will get better. Like Daryl by his Absolutely. end the end of his college career, Daryl was a very good three point shooter. Absolutely. Well, everything we're saying right now is predicated on time. Unfortunately, we're in a world of college basketball where time is not of the essence. And it's kind of, what have you done for me lately? This guy's Um, true. So what do you guys, and to also, you know, just to continue the argument of the shooting stuff, we also have the second leading scorer in NCAA right now, current, which is Jameer. He has the second most points currently in NCAA basketball. And Dante Scott, you know, who is, I think he's in his fifth year, maybe fourth year. So how do you refute that? I mean, I know we just talked about the young guys, which is completely understandable. It's really, really tough to go into games. And mind you, the three-point line is even further back now than it was even for us. So I get that learning curve. But what about the guys that are used to it, played in all these arenas and, and things like that? Do you think it's pressure from the outside or do you just think it's bad shooting? I think one thing for me that's been apparent, we talked about our last episode, our X-Factors guys for the year. It is going to be very hard for this team to win if Dante does not play well. I think for me over the first couple of games, especially the experience he has, and again, the minutes that he's playing, offensively, he's just better than Jordan right now. Like Dante has to play well. Are we real, especially in Big Ten play, like for us to have a chance at winning? Uh at least for the first couple of games, like that was very obvious for me. What do you guys think of the, so what we went through with the games of Villanova awfully, you know, ominous of, of what we felt against UCLA last year at home. Where do you guys think they go from here? And what do you guys think is a success? I don't know if luckily for Maryland, they have enough opponents that, you don't shoot yourself in the foot for the NCAA tournament yet. You can still, you know, kill it in the Big Ten and do your thing there. So you don't have to worry that much yet. 
But what do you guys think? Is there going to be a huge shift? Do you think you redo everything that you did in the offseason? How do you kind of move forward at a pace that allows you to start going upward rather than, you know, maybe even downward? Because that's kind of the, the direction that we're in right now. I think that, like, you know, as, as a college basketball team, what's most important these days is, like, you have to find ways to win. And, like, right now we're not shooting the ball well. What has been disappointing to me is, like, you know, early in the season, things happen. You don't shoot the ball well sometimes. Like, it, your offense is clunky. Things aren't flowing well. That that happens early. I think the defense has been more disappointing to me, and it's not really things that are showing up in the stats. It's things like – at the end of the game against Davidson, we have a guy cut through and there's one guy switches, one guy doesn't switch. He ends up with a wide open three from the corner for the game like that. That type of stuff can't happen ever, but it especially can't happen when you are shooting 21% from three. So I think like, you know, hopefully the shooting comes along. It might not, but hopefully it does. It'll, I'm sure it'll get better than it is now. But like the defensive stuff is what I think right now, like we have to clean up with, you know, like there, there's no excuses for that. Like the defensive stuff has to get cleaned up now. We can't be allowing guys to, you know, waltz down the lane and get layups at the rim. We can't be not switching where we're supposed to switch. Like we have to clean up all of those mistakes and we have to do it now. Trav's absolutely right. I think the only thing that is good about losing to, there's not a lot good about it, but you lost to Davidson and then UAB was that that was a early season wake up call. A lot of times you play bad teams. You don't notice until a big 10 play started and it's almost impossible to fix it. I think they had time. They had a wake-up call early, which was terrible. I mean, they started one and three, worst start since 2000. But they got the wake-up call. I'm sure practice was miserable. I'm sure Willard let them know. And they knew what they needed to work on. I think they've gotten better, and they will continue to get better. I think, too, like you'll see that's where Willard is going to start to coach a little bit more. Travis alluded to it. A lot of the defensive stuff was there were breakdowns. Like rotation-wise, guys, the communication being off, coverage is being off. In some ways in that Asheville games, I thought effort-wise, especially the urgency at the end of the game was also not where it needed to be. But again, you have young players on the court, and they'll, they'll learn the urgency of the college game and how important each possession is. Um, but you're going to see him start to coach that. And this should be. like Based on the personnel we're starting with, and because of how we're not shooting the ball, like we have to be a top three defensive team in the Big Ten. And I Absolutely. think we're capable of doing it because of who we have in the court. Like, we can switch one through four in some cases, one through five. Physical defenders, we're going to press you full court. Like, that was disappointing because that's what this team should be hanging their hat on. And it felt like the offensive energy or not making shots 100% affected how we were doing defensively and our effort level and our focus level, especially at the end of those games with how many breakdowns there were. And I will say, like, it's it's okay for us to not be as good offensively as we thought we were going to be. But like Kev said, like, if we're not going to be as good as we were, we thought we were going to be offensively, like, we have to pick up that slack on defense. Like, we have to be. And we can be. Like, we have a lot of athletic guys. We have guys that have played, like, a lot of basketball. Like, we can be that good defensively. And if we're not going to shoot the ball well, we have to pick up that slack defensively. Or else we're going to get, like, we're going to get smoked in a lot of games in the Big Ten. Smoked. And- and cool. we talked about this. We, we've all talked about this a lot, and but we have to discuss it on this because I know a lot of people listening want to hear perspective as well. Obviously, Willard will always be compared to Turgeon his entire coaching career because there's such a divide in our fan base. And I, I'll start by saying the fact that people want Willard gone already, like in the fire Willard stuff is 
so mind blowing and so stupid because not only does that would that crush our program for the next 10 years, but y- you have to allow somebody to have their recruiting classes and, get and give them a couple years. It's a, it's a four year rule typically where you have to get your own rotation of people in there. So to you guys, what do you think needs to change from how Willard is doing things? Or do you think it's, you know, he still doesn't have his guys. He has two of his guys that he recruited. Everybody else is just random people. Like, what do you guys think is going to happen with, with all that? And he's he's recruited well. Like, I think, you know, Deshaun was a great get. Jamie was a great get. Like you said, these aren't all of his guys. And you're going to continue to see him build the roster the way he wants to play. And it is blasphemy. Like, and I know there's a lot of Maryland fans that, are going to be listening to us the same goes on the football side like who are you going to get else that's better than mike loxley especially who's going to know the area and recruit the area like like right now maryland until it becomes the job football wise that everybody who roots for maryland expects it to be like you need a guy like loxley to figure it out and like you need to give it time to happen and as frustrated as you want to be you got to let it develop the willard stuff is crazy like that's just your hot weather cold weather fans this is going to take time and I think we've talked about on this. We like his style of play. We like him as a person. Like I think, I think players like him. He connects with players. You just got to get this time. He's got to get his players in here, and he's he's got to get a little bit of success to give himself that buffer. And you know, they won a tournament game last year. They bring back a good team this year. It's a rocky start. It's easy to jump ship now, but like, guys, <laughs> let's slow down relax. a little bit. Let's relax. Relax. <laughs> Yeah, and imagine imagine if we do have DHS or Jamie for two or three years. I mean, those guys are going to be studs. He'll have them, and he'll start building his classes. Like Drew and Travis said, it's got to be a four- or five-year rule. you got to have your guys actually there. Uh, Dante was a product of uh, Coach Turgeon. He's doing a great job with Dante, but he's only really got two or three on the guys that he brought to this program. And guys like DHS could have ended up at Duke. I mean, you look at PVI where he went to high school. They have two guys that signed to Duke for next year. So he won that. That's what we always wanted. So cut him some slack and be happy with what he's brought in. I think, wait, first of all, PV, PVI has two guys going to Duke? That's what I saw and someone sent me. It was a big hand I'll, I'll look back and try to find They got to be whooping St. John's. <laughs> they got to be beating the shit out St. John's. St. John's beat them last year. St. John's beat them last year. got to be killing St. John's. No, but I will say, like, and this is a question. This is probably a question – I would ask you guys is like how much of you know this reaction that is kind of like oh we're not as good as we're supposed to be like I feel like last year we probably relatively overachieved right like year one in the Willard era and uh, you know mixing a lot of you know guys that he wasn't familiar with and guys that you know a lot of big big roles and you know to it's the same kind thing of, Turgeon would have done Turgeon yeah. one of tournament game it's the it's it was Turgeon's team Right. But but I think uh, like winning a tournament game and having that year last year was probably better than a lot of people expected in year one of a new coaching era. So I think this year it was like, okay, we're going to take a step forward and like we're going to immediately be better than last year. And obviously that hasn't happened. So, I'm you know, my question is more of, you know, how much of this is kind of related to just having really high expectations this year in, in, in comparison to last year that we just haven't met? Well, and but that's what I that's why I said that it's Turgeon's team because it created an unreasonable and un you know uh, unbelievable amount of expectation that you can't possibly achieve. I, I mean, agree. it's his first real year 
being able to have an entire summer. There's no distractions. It's kind of just your team. You go do it. You're doing your recruiting trails, et cetera. You have your, you know, foreign trip. Last year created an unfair expectation to Willard. And it was because of the team that he had constructed. He had guys like Jameer that could go get you buckets and win you games. You know, and I know he still has them this year, but the way he is going to construct people is very different than, you know, how Turgeon was going to do that. So I just think you have to be able to give him at least a couple, like, years. Like, I'm big on, like, he should have five, six years. Like, let him have full classes. You have to go freshman to senior. You know, and with the transfer stuff, you want a guy like Willard where, you know, guys do like him. He relates to people. He texts his team still. He likes, you know, he lets them rock out. He lets them shoot, but they play hard defense. So I just think, you know, it created an unfair expectation. And you actually see that it's not like he came out and said this team's going to compete for a Big Ten title. It was the fans built it up. The fans talked about how they have all this summer together. The fans talked about how they got these two freshmen that are going to play big minutes. And then he actually said in the beginning of the year, we're going to struggle early on. He knew we had two freshmen. We had Geronimo transferring. We had three of our six guys didn't wear a Maryland uniform last year. So he said that, and he knew it. It's just the fans built up. I don't blame the fans. Um, It was exciting. We saw what we did last year. Um, But I just think those expectations were too high, um, and we got to give them a couple years. So, fellas, I, I, I agree with everything that's been said. I think the expectations were very high. I think he needs time. But I, I have I, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here. The, the bottom line is that this Friday um, we have a date at Assembly Hall, and we, we are going to Indiana University to play a basketball game. And, you know, we don't, we don't have a ton of time to figure out this stuff. So, I guess, you know, we play Ryder on Tuesday. It's a bye game. They should handle business. If we don't win by 20 plus, I'm going to be disappointed. Um, and then we go to IU. So I guess, you know, as conference play starts, I guess, what, you know, what are your guys' thoughts? How should we, how should we thinking about this? And what are, what are we thinking as, how are we feeling as, as we go into conference play? Well, I can tell you, you this. You know, it's definitely, it's a good opportunity, you, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. I was just about to say the same thing. It's a good opportunity at least. Big Ten, if you're if you're watching the Big Ten or you like the Big Ten or if you're, you know, a sports gambler on the Big Ten, home conference wins. Always. When you're at home, you have a five to seven point advantage. I know Vegas thinks they factor that in. I think it's even thicker than what they do. It it's is ridiculous how hard it is to play on the road. Kevin, like, do you remember your first massive game on the road not georgetown but something something where you know you get the student section on top of it yeah like the thing about the road is like the the pressure the environment like it feels like you know each possession like there's so much weight on you to to score like this the momentum is so much harder it's harder to get into a rhythm like it's you just kind of have to grind where yeah, it's all about just like the feel. Like, of course, the game looks the same. If you're watching from a fan perspective, it's like you're still playing on a basketball court and the rims are the same height and all that. But it's like it's just like you're out there grinding. For some reason, it's just different. Like it feels like you can't score as easy. I remember playing at Michigan State and like the court literally felt smaller. Like when we played at Michigan State and we're shooting on their side in the first half, I remember thinking – this court is not regulation like sideline to sideline it felt smaller like it just felt like Michigan State was all over the place 
fast forward a month later, we play him at home, and I think we got up to a 9-0 run. Deion Wiley's going crazy. We're scoring it. I think we got up 20 in the first half, and we ended up losing. But like that's just like the feel of playing on the road is like the weight of the crowd just for some reason just it's tough to overcome. It's a great quote of momentum where it takes a number of things to create momentum and it takes one thing to lose it. When you're on the road, it's different. The home team, it only takes one thing for them to create momentum. You don't need multiple. When you're playing on the road, you need you need three to four stops in a row. You need to get a couple buckets in a row. But if they get that steal and they finish a layup or they go dunk it, that momentum is completely crushed for you and the mo- momentum is completely shifted to them, even though it's only one thing. So, Travis, in hearing something like that, and you've obviously been part of huge games as well, what do you think the reasonable expectation for this team shooting as bad as they are is for Friday at Assembly Hall, which is quite frankly the toughest place besides maybe Mackey and Michigan State to play at. That, what you just said about the whole momentum thing, that takes me back. There was, I don't remember what year it was. We were playing at Indiana one year and we had, I want to say Sticks, I want to say Sticks was in school. So it would have been like my junior, senior year. We had some some good things COVID going. Year. And then they got a steal. They threw an alley-oop to Justin Smith and he dunked the ball. And he shut the, he shut that shit down like the whole place. He tore he tore the arena down. It, I couldn't hear a thing. I looked I looked to my right and I couldn't hear a word the guy to my, sitting directly next to me was saying. And I was like, well, that's, there's a momentum. So I almost think like it's good for us to have our first game be at IU, where like you know expectations like we just want to be competitive. Like I, if we lose that game, it's not the end of the world. Um, I hope we guard well. I hope we shoot the ball confidently. Um, and I just hope we play with some kind of like continuity, some flow, like, you know, get good looks, guard, don't have any breakdowns and, and, and letdowns and, and things like that. Um, so I, I think it's a great game to start with, right? Like that if, 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 if there was a game to get the guys going, I feel like this would be a good one to kind of jump into. Because, you know, if at the end of the day, if it doesn't go well, it's not the end of the world if you lose at Indiana. If you talk about Jalen and Sticks at uh, IU, IU's fans – they love basketball and they love IU basketball. They were all over Sticks during the game, and Sticks at the end is yelling at a fan. I mean, they're all over you at those games. Drew knows. Both the students and the fans. And with that, I think if you line up our teams, I, I think they got us. Uh, I mean, their center is averaging 16 and 9. Uh, he's a he's seven a footer. He's so a good monster. He's good. He's a I think that at home, it's going to be tough for the Terps to. <laughs> Even keep it within single digits. This is this is again going to be a game if Juju gets in foul trouble. This oh, is the first test, like first Big Ten. We talked about this, our kids of the season. If Juju gets in foul trouble in Big Ten play, we're in trouble. And I'll go even further. Toast. First game, a game like this in this environment, because Andrew said Assembly Hall for sure for me is top two, top three. It's I also want our me. crowd. Like when Xfinity's gone, I swear, and we've had other players tell us this, like Xfinity is top three in the league too. True. Assembly Hall is a different animal. It Jameer is. has to carry us, and Dante has to play well. Like those are your two oldest guys, your seniors, your super seniors. They have to show up on the road. Confidence building wise, if Deshaun goes into this game and plays well, and they somehow pull out a win and and they went at Assembly Hall. Like talk about your confidence builder for the rest of the season. Changes these freshmen, they they need something like that. But your seniors and Juju, like those three, they gotta play well. Hundred oh, you know percent. 
I was gonna say you said you said Kevin said Juju and those three guys. Speak of that, I don't even know if we mentioned this. You know how many guys scored last game? Hmm. Four. Yeah. Four. 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 Which is like I, I've never heard of that personally in my I life. Honest, I honestly got never heard of that. At at home against a non power five school. I've never heard of that in my life. Um so I think like just that just goes to your point. Like our this season, our guys have to play like our guys. They have to stay out of foul trouble and they have to they have to hoop. And I I am challenging Dante personally. Like you are a fifth year senior. You have to go out and I I need you to score 12, 14 points a game because we, we and, need it. Until proven otherwise, unfortunately, our margin of error right now is very small. Until other guys like you saw he Yo, Noah's getting minutes. I don't think we really expected that early on. The guy can shoot. Like, if he can come in and make an impact, if Jamie can make an impact, if you can get something out of Deshaun, like, like that's a bonus. But right now, our margin of error is so small. Like, four guys scoring on the court is not ideal. Reese, you and I spoke about this earlier today, and you kind of mentioned playing for somebody. Um, kind of talk about that a little bit with IU and uh, – a homecoming that, if you will, for, for one of yeah. our guys. Yeah. So J- Jordan Geronimo gets to go back to where he barely played. He got recruited, but barely played, had some injury issues. Gets to go back and likely start against his old team. So, you know, he's going to be fired up. I mean, we see it when guys who don't get recruited by Maryland come to our gym. My God. I mean, Hunter Dickinson, every time he made a layup, he was staring us down. He was recruited um, by us. Don't throw that. Yeah. He, he got offered, got offered. <laughs> He just didn't want to play behind other bigs. So, But even smaller guys, Travis and I talk about all the time, guys who go to those Mount St. Mary's type schools, and they'll come back and they'll drop 20 on us. They'll still they lose by 20. They, but they love, love it. Hoop. So Jordan's going to go back fired up to play against IU at IU. Um, hopefully starts, hopefully plays well. The guy's a great athlete. He's going to play hard regardless. So hopefully it's a good homecoming for him. They way overdid that homecoming thing in D.C., though, because of how many guys come out of the DMV. Every single Everybody, game was like, guys, game. guys, this guy, this guy averages six points, but he's from the area. He's going to want to He's going to come in here and give us 20. Like, every but he will. Single game. Like, every single, but they all hoop. They all would shoot all 20 shots a they game. All, they're, goodness, all, and they're all talking it, shit, looking at someone in the crowd like, I should be here. I should be here. <laughs> yes. no, Bro, were you shouldn't. guys there for that Towson game? Was, oh, was that- God, was I? Mike Morshell, who That was who, my freshman year. Me and Kev freshman year. Us. Oh, my God. They punked us. Punked the whole coaching staff, too. They punked And the coaching staff. Every, they like had to everybody. have had a conversation for the game. Like, every time we score, we're going to look at Turgeon and be like, why are we not in Maryland? Every time they looked at Turgeon. <laughs> Turgeon was looking at somebody to fight someone. He's, like, looking around like, could somebody could somebody fight someone for me? <laughs> I was about to run off the bench. I was about to run off the bench and clothesline somebody. <laughs> Bro, that would have been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been literally the greatest thing ever. Uh, I would have oh you, like, you need like Demonte Dodd. He was like our senior that year. He was a big guy. He was like, Demonte Dodd was like clueless to everything that was happening. I'm looking at turds like, who do you think I'm fighting out here? Demonte is the guy. Like, Demonte is the guy. It's like, Lay somebody yeah, out. Sort of hard screener, us, Lay somebody out. Checo might have, you know, Checo wasn't the guy Tay. for that. Tay was already thinking about the pregame, man. Hey, that's see, and that's what I was just about to ask. So to go off off kilter with basketball real fast, and then we we got to wrap this up. Um, 
how bad is it for the boys on campus right now? You know, Bentley's is a little stricter with the underage guys. You know what I'm saying? You're not getting into any bars. Turf is completely locked down. The frats don't like you. What do you, what do you, what do you do guys? Hey, and also the the winter, winter, winter break too. <laughs> pre-games and post-games at the varsity. There's no game. It's just uh, pre-game and post-game at the varsity. Hey, hey so, so I just learned this from a couple IU guys. Because when we would lose at Maryland, frats wouldn't let us in. Frats didn't mess with us. They all hated us. Correct. X, Y, and Z. I was talking to some of the IU guys uh, that were a little bit older. And they're like, bro, we didn't let basketball people in when they lost because they didn't cover. Like, they lost us all money. We hate those guys that night. You know what I'm saying? So they couldn't they couldn't cover the beer even for the party. So what do you guys think campus is like for the boys right now? Because we felt this, man. We, we had a bad year. We had we had a tough couple couple stretches. Not good. And then the worst part is what's coming up is winter break, and you're the only person on campus for about a month and a half. Tell. It's absolutely well, there's so much construction on campus right now. I feel like the whole energy of the place is a little weird, so that might be uh, might be giving them some cover right there. I just can't wait for the the L train or U train, whatever that thing is, to come in. You know, let all the homeless people off, and you know <laughs> they're just rolling around How- campus because of that idea. So with over that under. Over under two years of that being in operation before they take the stop away, and then you just have train tracks through Maryland campus forever. Shit, dog. Maybe, maybe we will. Uh, maybe we'll get a couple walk-ons, man. Help the squad a little bit. I know there's a couple guys that got some eligibility that are going to be riding on that thing. Hey, and with that Hopefully being said, computers. with that being said, that's the end of season two's episode two of the Old Turfs podcast. Let's hope that we play a little bit better at at assembly, but God knows that. That ball ain't going in the hole any easier. Just let me tell you. Just to close, I you know last episode Drew had said his prediction was undefeated by New Year's, and I had said I would take my shirt off on Instagram Live if that happened. Wondering if we're gonna address that. Just wanted to address the fact that I will I will no longer be taking my shirt off on Instagram Live. Apologies to the public. Disappointing. And I'll I know. Be, I'll actually be the one taking my shirt off for how bad. The <laughs> just yeah. Just, just for sits and gigs. <laughs> Andrew will be taking a shirt off Instagram live. Bars this morning. I've been drinking. I think we should we should start a new thing. Every time we lose, Andrew has to shave the stash. Shave the stash a lot this season. Twice a week. This is rare. This the stash is rare. This was to piss my mom off during a little Thanksgiving feast. You know, get a little gravy up in the stash. (laughs) (laughs) Family, family pictures. Here's my prediction for you guys. Yeah, let's do that. Prediction of the week. Let's 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 do prediction of the week, and somebody will take their shirt off Instagram live. IU wins. Excuse me, Maryland wins by ten plus at IU. Oh boy, get out of here. What do you think? IU beats Maryland by thirteen. Oof. I think Maryland hangs tough first half. They come out with great energy. They're physical. Then I think the shot making part will will hinder them second half. IU pulls away. I agree. I think it's a six four though. Loss. I think yeah, we play tough. To All right, score. I got I got sixty eight sixty two. IU lose yeah. by six. Sixty two would be a good outcome for us this this far this year. I got sixty eight. Uh, I'll go sixty four. 
48. Oh God, 48 Jesus. is disgusting. It makes me want to feel Okay, well, <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna book note this. Whoever's furthest off on the prediction, which unfortunately I've taken the, the bad side here. <laughs> Shirts off on Instagram Live. Hey, that's it. Season two, episode two. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. <laughs>